Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. This is your host, Christina Royster. Not joined by a guest today, but we're going to have a good time. Just you and me, listener, whoever you are. Or maybe you have this on speaker and it's a group of y'all listening. I don't know. But we're going to have a good time. It's basically story time because I have a lot to get off my chest. So stay tuned. All right, let's jump into the episode. I don't really have a put y'all on today. I could not think of one. So I'm just going to tell you guys an interesting story. And also, I'm eating a banana. Hopefully, you can't hear me chewing, but you got to get your fruits in. Okay, so um, this is where the story starts. Um, I let my dogs out to use the bathroom in my backyard. I'm sorry, but I'm just very lazy, and I probably walk them, like, once a month. <laughs> like, they just have our big backyard to play in and use the bathroom and what have you. Um, But normally, they find, like, animals out there and stuff, and I've literally watched my dogs, like, kill a kitten before my eyes. I couldn't do anything about it. They had already got him, so it's just tragic. And I think that my dogs are... They're mixed breed, but I think they're like hunting dogs. So it's like in their nature. And me and my boyfriend were talking about it. And like, how do these dogs not attack humans? I don't know. But, um, so anyways, I let my dogs out to use the bathroom last night. It's like nine o'clock at night. It's dark. And when I call them, they don't come in. And usually that's because they're out there doing something they're not supposed to. So... I look over, I I grab a flashlight and I shine it in the backyard and I see my dog like kind of digging over by the fence. So I'm like, is he stuck? And first I got worried. I was like, oh my God, is he stuck? But then I was like, oh no, what if they got another animal? So I sent my boyfriend out to go look and he told me it was like some kind of little rodent or something. I was like, oh no. So I was like, I'm going to deal with this in the morning. So I asked him to let the dogs back in. But when the dogs came in the house, they had freaking blood on their mouth and paws. And I had to wash it off. Like, normally I let my dogs sleep in my room with me, but I felt some type of way after that. Like, they were just little monsters. So I uh, exiled them to the living room. But then this morning, I'm like, okay, it's time to tackle this demon and uh, get whatever this animal is. So... First, I go out there with gloves and a trash bag, and I'm like, all right, let's just see what it is. Like, maybe I could just pick it up. Because my mom was like, oh, get the shovel if you need to. So I'm like, let me go look over here. And it was a little baby kitten. Like, it literally must be, like, a day old. Like, it literally looked like a little rat. It was black, and its eyes were closed. So I don't know if my dogs killed it or if they found him like that. But when I looked, he was on the other side of the fence. So technically he was in my neighbor's backyard. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get this? I can't pull it out the little chain link fence. So then I had my boyfriend come out and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get this thing. But I don't want to just, it's seven in the morning, mind you. And I don't want to just, I number one, I don't want to wake up my neighbors to be like, can I get the cat in your backyard? Blah, blah, blah. And I could have just left it, but then my dogs would just keep messing with it. So I told my boyfriend to come out here and keep an eye on me because I don't want somebody to wake up and see a black girl in their backyard. So I just snuck over there, grabbed the thing with a little ShopRite bag, 
and th- tossed it in our trash can. Had a little R.I.P. funeral to him. Let's call him Stanley. We didn't name him. <laughs> so that was my morning. And I feel like this happens a lot with my dogs. And my mom keeps saying, like, if they keep uh killing animals, we're going to have to give them back. How would I look if I just gave my dogs back to the uh, Humane Society that we rescued them from? Like, I can't do that. So they need to get on their best behavior. But that was my story time. That was my put y'all on. Uh, don't adopt dogs. Don't adopt hunting dogs. <laughs> All right. So look, I'm going to tell y'all about... Oh, first I'm going to go through some uh pop culture stuff because a lot is going on and then i'll tell y'all about broccoli city fest because that is quite a story all right so first i want to say r.i.p to john singleton he recently passed um john singleton was the director who made history with the 1991 boys in the hood he was at that time he was the youngest person and first african-american ever nominated for a best director oscar and he i believe he was only 51 he just passed this week and he had a stroke about two weeks ago and then he was on life support and his family had to take him off life support and you know they said that he passed peacefully surrounded by his family and friends and it's just like another legend is gone um i don't want to say fortunately but at least This was, you know, like natural causes and it wasn't like Nipsey Hussle, gun violence, but still 51 is still so very young. And, you know, I'm just glad that we got so many classics from John Singleton. We got Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice. I'm glad that we got just a little glimpse of his talent. I wish that he were still here with us, but, you know, I feel like people like John Singleton really opened the doors for the Jordan Peels and the Ava DuVernay's, you know, people who are making a name in film for black people, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. So rest in peace, John Singleton. And, um, yeah, when I found out that information, man, it's just like, we keep losing such talented people and I I know how hard that must have been for his family because my grandma had a stroke and then she was on life support and my family had to decide if we wanted to take her off but I don't think that anybody should you know live in a coma I think that it's better to just let them move on and be with God so again rest in peace to John Singleton all right so I also want to talk about how Halima, I I hope I'm saying her name right. Halima Aden, Halima Adin. Anywho, she is a 21 year old Somali American woman. She's the first model to wear hijab and burkini within Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. So shout out to Hamali Halima. Oh my god, sorry. Her name's Halima. Shout out to Halima. I really am just so happy to see representation in mainstream media because we all know who usually is in the sports illustrated swimsuit edition you know i'm glad that they've had ashley graham on there who's plus size now they're having a woman in her job you never know where this could lead you know what i'm saying like 
I know it's a long shot, but I hope that one day we can break the European standard of beauty. Um, I recently discovered that Getty Images, who, you know, does like stock photos, like Shutterstock and what have you, they did a campaign with Dove, and I believe the other organization is called Girl Gaze, and they did a campaign called Show Us, because the whole problem, especially I work in advertising marketing, so I know how it goes. When you search like beautiful woman on Shutterstock or on Google, you always get a blonde, white woman, perfect teeth, you know. The fact of the matter is those stock photos do not represent 90% of the population. So Getty Images took it upon themselves to uh, basically create this whole bank of images that show real women. And I'm so glad that they did this because this is what I want to see in advertising, you know? America's a melting pot. And we're starting to see a little bit of it, you know. We're starting to see gay couples on commercials, biracial couples on commercials. But this whole photo bank that Getty Images created had women with disabilities, uh, burn victims, albino women, all types of different women. And I was really glad to see that because it made me think, like, there's not just one standard of beauty, you know? I mean, I'm a little biased. I think black women are the best, but... <laughs> No, on a serious note, though, like, there's so many different types of beauties. There's there's more skin tones and hair types and heights and weights than just what we are used to seeing on magazine covers. So, uh, I mean, for example, I, uh, well, I'm not going to say red. <laughs> I listened to Issa Rae's audiobook before, and she talked about how she struggled with her body identity. And that's news to me because I consider Issa Rae like pretty skinny. But um, she talked about how she's had issues with her body. And now look at her now, 2019, she's on the cover of Women's Health. So, you know, that just goes to show the growth and, I don't know, the evolution of beauty. I feel like we're kind of breaking away from it. You know how people were saying before, like, oh, thick women are in, skinny women are in. You know, there's so many different types. Everybody has a preference. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day what America calls beautiful. You know, it's all about self-love. Self-love. Groovy. Okay, so shout out again to Halima Adin, 21-year-old Somali-American woman wearing hijab on Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. That's amazing. That's really, really huge, actually. All right, so last piece of pop culture news that I wanted to share was that Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, has added 640-plus words to the dictionary. Okay, so I first of all, I'm just amazed that we're still adding words to the dictionary. Like, I guess the American language keeps growing. Like, I hear words all the time that I never heard of. But who is Merriam-Webster to say, like, yeah, this is officially a word on the dictionary? I guess they're the only opinion that matters. Like, they just said, fuck dictionary.com. So I wanted to share the fact that they added Stan to the dictionary. And I remember when I first started seeing Stan pop up on social media, I will never ask somebody what does this mean because I don't want to look like a fool. So of course I Googled it. Of course I went to Urban Dictionary. And when I found out what Stan meant, I was like, wow. First of all, I feel like people are kind of using it wrong. Still to this day, I feel like people are using it as a verb. It's really a noun, but whatever. 
If you don't know what Stan means, it's in reference to uh, the Eminem song where he had a super crazy fan named Stan. So it's just meaning I Stan. I'm a Stan. You are super into something. You're a super fan. Um, But yeah, when I first found that out, I was like, people just come up with the darndest things. And then they added EGOT to the dictionary, which I feel like... Um, what you call it? Acronyms don't really deserve to be in the dictionary. Like that's an acronym for, uh, if you receive an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony, then that is what is considered EGOT status. So an example of this would be John Legend. He has EGOT status. He's gotten all four of those. I don't know how, or I think I've talked about this before, actually on this podcast never mind but yeah that's pretty cool i wonder if you can like submit words to add to the dictionary anything is possible look some lady at my church told me that she um wrote essence magazine in like high school and she told them that she she believes that she should be on the cover and they're like oh um well we'll consider like putting you in the magazine and she was like at that point i just didn't care anymore like i only wanted the cover (laughs) so you know what Write Urban Dictionary and write whoever you want and and make it happen. All right. That's my pop culture roundup. I mean, we could talk about the playoffs, but it's just a lot going on with that. So I think the Sixers are still in it. Yeah, I think they're playing the Raptors. I Well, I'm recording this on Monday, April 29th, and I think they lost to the Raptors like yesterday. So oh sixers whatever i don't really expect much (laughs) i don't get my hopes up anymore all right so what i wanted to tell you guys about was broccoli city fest so i hinted at this last week broccoli broccoli city sorry let me slow down broccoli city fest is a festival in the i think it originated in the maryland area in the dc area so it was a couple black guys they got together and they made it happen um, it's not only music, but they also have, you know, networking and workshops and, uh, two days of music, um, a lot of different cool stuff going on, but I only got a ticket to the Saturday show. So this was, um, my first time going and long story short, I don't think I'll be going back. No shade to them because it was a nice event and everything, but It was just a little too chaotic for me. Maybe it was my own fault. Maybe I just wasn't prepared. So let me just walk you guys through my day. So uh, first of all, it rained very heavily the day before. So on Saturday, the gates were supposed to open at 12. And I checked their social media and they said the gates aren't opening till 1. And, uh, you know... I'll t- I'll share with you guys a set list because basically me and my friend didn't really care until City Girls came on, which is at like three o'clock. So the gates open at one and at one forty five, new impressions would be on the broccoli stage. They had two stages at this festival, broccoli stage and city stage. Well, me and my friends are like, we don't even know who new impressions is. No offense. If you're a fan, I'm sorry. Put me onto that because I don't know them. Um, then at 2.15, it was YB and Corday. And I like a couple of his songs, so I was interested in seeing him. But, um, we did not get to the festival until 2 o'clock. So, first of all, I was very nervous that this was going to be a fire fest situation because of the fact that they didn't have much information on their website 
but I was checking their social media and they were very active and posting on social media. So I went on their social media and I found out that the the bag rule was something crazy. Like it could only be a clear bag, blah, blah, blah. Mind you, I thought I was cute and bought a black Vans fanny pack. So I was like, oh, I spent money on this. I'm carrying this to this festival. I don't care what they have to say. So I just said a little prayer. And I also snuck a strawberryita in there, like a mini strawberryita. So I was really hoping that they wouldn't have me throw that out. But, you know, worst case scenario, I throw it out. At least I don't, I don't, I didn't want to lose the whole fanny pack. What I didn't want to happen was what I saw happen where people walked up with their backpacks and they said, you can't have that here. Well, what are you going to do with your backpack? If you didn't drive here, there's no car for you to go put it on. So where are you going to put your backpack? But anywho, so uh, me and my friends, show- oh, well, first of all, let me rewind. My boyfriend, shout out to Josh, he bought me the ticket. He drove me, my friend Monet, and our friend Stephanie to the concert. So as he's driving us, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be lit off these little two strawberries. I'll be good. You know, I want to keep it together today. Stephanie's like, oh no, we got you the Ciroc. I'm like, what? These bitches are in the back seat mixing, uh, what do you call it? Pink Moscato, Ciroc, and Sprite in 7-Eleven Big Gulp Cups. And I'm thinking, we're about to be at the place in 10 minutes. How are we going to finish this? Well, I didn't. First of all, let me tell you that it was a very good mix. I highly recommend that concoction. But um, I did not finish it. I already started to feel sick. And I was like, yeah, I can't finish this. So I shared it with them. But I I would say I had about uh, three-fourths of a Big Gulp cup. So... I was lit off that. I had the two strawberries, and then we got there at two. So when we're walking up, I realized that this event is not inside the FedEx field. It's in the parking lot. I was very shocked. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a normal thing, but the ticket said FedEx field. So I thought they were going to have us on the football field where the Redskins play. And I guess the Redskins said that's not happening ever. No. So they put us in the parking lot. And once I got over that fact, I was like, okay, whatever. Like we're outside. It was a nice day, nice weather. Like, let's just enjoy it. So I don't think that we got a chance to see YBN Corday. They were like running, they were like running late or something. So me and my friends started to wait for WizKid. So we're waiting at the the one stage for WizKid. But the clock is ticking and he's not showing up. I don't even know if he ever showed up, to be honest. But we were like, we need to run over to the other stage because City Girls are going to perform. And everybody knows that City Girls is really City Girl right now because JT is in jail. So it was only Young Miami. But um, it was fun. It was lit. You know, she did all their uh, popular songs. You know, she really is not the better rapper of the two. But uh, she was just fun to watch. And that was cool. But, you know, since it's a festival, everybody's standing. Everybody's trying to get as close to the stage as possible so they can see. So we're all packed like sardines, shoulder to shoulder. And that was quite uncomfortable for the whole day. I wore sneakers, but my feet were hurting by the end of the day. So I would say in that regard, maybe I wasn't prepared. I don't know. My friend wore sandals, so I know her feet were hurting. Like, I wore sneakers. I thought that was enough, but... I wish that I really went in like some super, super comfortable attire because we were there for probably eight hours the whole day. So I definitely could have dressed better. That's my festival tip to you guys. So anyways, we saw City Girls 
and I'm like, cool, I'm hungry now, and little baby doesn't come on for like another hour. So I'm going to go stand at this food truck line. And to be honest, all the food truck lines were long, so it was just a matter of which one do you really want the most, and then just wait it out. I really did not expect to spend two hours, two hours, in a food truck line, uh, just waiting in the freaking parking lot. I chose the soul food, so it was a very popular truck, and I was hungry, and I was upset because I heard the girl in front of me say, yeah, we just saw a little baby, so I don't know when he performed. I completely missed that. I So I'm, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to be in this line for a while. But two hours, was not expecting that. And I was like, all right, I miss little Baby, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. Because after little Baby, it was like LMA, Tiana Taylor. So I'm like, okay, no sweat. I'm in the line, and I can hear Gunna performing. He had a separate performance from little Baby, which I don't know why. They might as well just make them a duo at this point. But um, I could hear him performing. You could tell the difference between the DJ playing and the live music. So I was like, wow, I'm really missing a lot right now. And my friends had went to get in the funnel cake line, but ended up getting uh, the generic cheeseburgers that had lukewarm uh, patties on a white bun with the cheese that was not even melted. And it came with a side of Lay's chips and no fries and oh, coleslaw. The coleslaw wasn't that bad. People were throwing out the coleslaw, but I'm like, this coleslaw low key hit. Um, and you can only imagine how much that was at a festival. That little cold burger was $12. So, um, anyways, I'm in the line. My friends come meet me in the line. They're like, oh, we already got burgers. I'm like, well, I'm still waiting here. Then I hear LMA performing. I'm like, are you kidding me? Literally, I almost started crying. I was like, I'm standing in this line. Some people just say, why didn't you just leave the line? If you're already standing in a line for food and you're so close, you can smell it. You might as well just stay. So I'm like, please, please do not let LMA get off the stage without me seeing her. So I'm so close. I'm literally like, there's two people in front of me in the food truck line. Then this drunk lady, like Corona in hand, stumbles over and she's like, oh, what are you getting? Let me pay for your food. I'm like, excuse me? You know, this is how I explained it to everybody. I feel like the vibe was just not right. You know, she was clearly drunk. I wasn't at this point. So I'm just like, I don't know what you're trying to do, but I'm not really feeling this whole thing. I was like, so you're trying to pay for my food to get in front of me? And she's like, yeah, I'll buy both of our food. I said no. Something inside me was just like, don't mess with this lady. But Stephanie said yes. So I ended up getting the uh, chicken wings, macaroni and cheese, and yams. That was only $12. And, well, not only, but, you know, at a festival, that's a pretty good deal. Um, I will say that the chicken was well-seasoned. The yams were pretty delicious, but the mac and cheese was just, I honestly, it tasted like craft. Um, but no shade. It was Margaret's catering. They really were hustling and they really did a bomb job, uh, especially the chicken. That was fire. But anyways, so I get my food and then Stephanie gets her food. But the lady, the drunk lady is nowhere to be found and she already paid. So I'm like, all right, Stephanie, just grab your food and let's go. But then she's like, but the lady ordered these other two platters i'm like well take those two so stephanie's walking around with three platters and she's like what am i gonna do with this i'm like the fuck you mean we're gonna eat it and then some people who were still in line were like hey if you don't want that i'll take it like literally people were trying to buy these boxes of food off of her so they wouldn't have to wait in line which is pretty smart actually they didn't even know what was in it though she was like i think one's ribs he's like sold and stephanie sold 
platters to people for $20. So that was a quick come up right there. I should have thought of that. But yeah, I just didn't want to mess with that drunk lady. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Because what if I get up here and then you don't pay for my food? Then I look stupid. So anyways, we literally took our food and rushed over to see LMA. Like I told you, everybody is standing around in a big crowd. So we're all like squished up with each other. But I'm still eating out of my to-go container, eating chicken wings while listening to LMA. And it was a beautiful set. Well done. Except the part where her mic turned off at the end. Yes, everything went dark. Like they had video screens. That's why I'm telling you, like this shit was a little, a little low-key ratchet. And I don't know if I'm going to be going back. She was on stage singing. Doing, I think it was probably her last song anyway. She was closing with Naked. And the screen shut off and I, we couldn't hear nothing. So everybody's like, we can't hear you. I don't know if she had one of them earpieces in. So she only heard herself. But she, I could see her mouth still moving. She was still singing. She was still going. And then once she finally came to, she just shrugged her shoulders and waved goodbye to us. <laughs> she literally waved and went off the stage. That was messed up because I did get to hear like three songs. But I was like, come on. This set could have been longer. And overall, I feel like everybody's sets could have been longer. They only performed for like 30 minutes each. And I was just like, y'all were supposed to do an hour. So that was a little whack to me. But um, after LMA, we tried to go see Tiana Taylor. Uh, I heard her. I definitely heard her. I was standing in the crowd. But I was behind some tall niggas. And let me tell you something. If you are six foot tall, get to the back. I'm 5'3". And there is people there shorter than me. 4'11". Get to the back. Because you're ruining it for everybody. Your big ass head is in the way. And what do you need to see fucking Tiana Taylor for? Get to the back. You can still see from the back. So I heard her, but I did not see her at all. So me and my friends were like, you know what? We're not even enjoying this. Let's go back to the other stage. That's another thing. I heard that at Broccoli City Fest, they normally have one stage. This whole back and forth shit is not working. And all I could do is compare this experience to, um, what was it? I went to Made in America, like, I want to say two years ago. I don't know what year it was, but Rihanna was the headliner. So I I vividly remember me and my friends getting to the front of the gate. Like there's only a gate between us and Rihanna. We got to the front of the gate and we stayed there for the whole day. I'm not kidding. You got there at 11 a.m. and we left at 11 p.m. My feet were hurting. I had to sit down a few times on the cement, but ultimately I got to see Rihanna and it was worth it. So moving forward, I feel like that should be the plan of action at festivals. Just pick a spot and you better just hunker down and, and stay there for the entire day because going back and forth between stages, all that travel, I missed half the sets. To be honest, I only saw three, four acts at this festival. So that's, that's what I was a little upset about but overall it was still fun atmosphere you know it was lit it was turnt Lil Wayne came out he was late so the whole Lil Wayne situation like I said me and my friend tried to push to the front of the crowd and just stand there and wait it out we waited and waited and waited and Lil Wayne was an hour late and I was like you know what I already seen Lil Wayne I don't need to stand here I was literally shoulder to shoulder with people um, I was just not feeling it and the girl next to me was super turnt off the DJ's music and I'm not having as much fun as you right now, boo-boo. So I'm just in a mood. I just don't want you twerking on me. I was like, I hope she knows that she's twerking on me. I'm not a nigga behind you. You're not impressing anyone because it's me. I'm behind you. That's who you're twerking on. So me and my friends left the crowd and we just went over way back to a plot of grass in the parking lot and just sat there. And honestly, I was much happier back there. I could see the whole stage from back there. And, um, you know, Lil Wayne came out. 
did his thing, but he only did it for 30 minutes. So some people were upset, but I was like, you know what? That's celebrity. I don't know. I expect celebrities to be late. I ex- I expect celebrities to treat smaller uh, venues like this, like uh, just shrug it off, you know? I mean, they're still getting paid regardless, so. But Lil Wayne was good. Lil Wayne was cool. Then I was like, I don't even feel like trying to rush to the other stage because the other stage was going to be black. And I really do like black. And I really was looking forward to seeing him. But I was like, if I want to get a good spot for Childish Gambino, I have to sacrifice black. So again, waited for Childish Gambino for like an hour in the crowd. This time we went back into the crowd because I was like, well, he's the headliner. We came all the way here for this. So I went back in the crowd and I got a pretty good view of Childish Gambino. I've never seen him live, and honestly, he is wild. He had this wild, wiry beard that he has, I guess he hasn't combed it or anything. Um, He took off his shirt, and he was doing his little dance moves, you know, like his This Is America dance moves, and he had these wild eyes. So I got to see a couple of his songs, but ultimately, I left at 10 o'clock, and I did not hear the songs I wanted to hear because me and my friends were so tired. We realized that we cannot hang. We were out there for eight hours. My feet were killing me. Um, they only had portable potties at this festival. So I only used it one time. And, um, one of us, I won't say who had to poop and we were not about to go in the portable potty. So we had to leave at 10 o'clock. And honestly, I don't regret it. You know, I got to see Childish Gambino, and I got to see Lil Wayne. I got to see LMA. I saw City Girls. And that was a really great experience for me. So anyone expecting to go next year, if it's at the FedEx field, you're going to be in a parking lot. And you need to use the bathroom before you get there or bring hand sanitizer and wear some sneakers. And bring cash because you're going to be paying $4 for an Aquafina water bottle. And I paid $9 for a Bud Light. So that concludes story time with Christina and that's the end of this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review the podcast. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO podcast. Uh, make sure you follow me on my personal Instagram, Miss Chris D that's M I S S C H R I S D E E. All right. Tune in next week. Bye.